Atlanta, Vegas, episode 15, coming from you live. We're actually in the yep. same room. Yeah. We yeah. did this once before. We did, way back, like episode four. Yeah, four, way think, back, like which that. is like five years ago now, episode <laughs> four. We, we turn these out, you know, quarterly or biannually. Yes, yes. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah. But speaking you, of, yes, sorry, I think we're, we're just going to review, you know, what the big drop this weekend was, which is her loss, Drake and 21 Savages collab album second of the year for drake after honestly never mind which we did not review on this podcast but obviously we have our thoughts just quickly on that it was something that on my first listen i had a bit of a mixed reaction to i think i would give it a six out of ten it was definitely not what i expected i didn't know what to expect but that was not what i expected but then over the summer like that album grew on me heavily so it went from like a six out of ten to like an Eight, eight, five out of ten for me, and I was just bumping that the whole summer. So shout out to honestly, never mind, Nikki. Do you want to give? A yeah, few I on thought that? Uh, I thought it was a classic. I mean, we talked about this a little bit before. Unfortunately, we didn't we didn't record this conversation. Like every conversation we have, we need to record it <laughs> because you guys need to hear it. But essentially, it was another one of those. I initially thought when I heard Drake releasing a house album, I thought it was me another one of those. You know, he gets in these like. He gets into these obsessions, like more life. He was very into this Caribbean kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Um, then he got into his like kind of grime kind of feel too. Also on more life, we kind of get both. We get that that London drill grind, but we also get that Caribbean feel. Yeah. And we both agree that more life is not Drake's best work. I think there's some yeah, absolute yeah, great yeah. songs. Like yeah. do not disturb is a top three song for me, but yeah. the album altogether. George Interlude also on there. All the also. Unfortunately, that if that song was three minutes long, that might be his yeah. greatest song it's a, it's a great ever. One. It's a great one with but, the outro. Yeah, but at a minute thirty, it's still very yeah. good. But it needs like we need more Georgia interlude. Yeah, yeah. And I feel I feel like that about a lot of Drake interludes. They're, yeah, they're short and they're usually so fucking good. Yeah, they're so good. They're so. I mean, the first ever interlude. We, or well, or Bree is Bree is interlude. I'm talking about more on the on the uh, on the take care interludes yeah. with with Kendrick Lamar, yeah. um, more so. Um, but, you know, he, when we get these different things going, it's great. But anyways, back to what I was saying. His obsession, so I was a little bit worried about what was going to come from this. Um, but, as Alex said, it really grew in us really, really well. Um, and I think there's some very, very notable tracks. I personally really like Liability. It's the mm. Chopped and Screwed. Mm. I love mm. a good Chopped and Screwed. I mean, yeah. Chopped and Screwed has been around, you know, you know, since like yeah, since like the early two thousands. Yeah. You know, they were just chopping and screwing everything. And the fact that him, Forty Noah, um, uh, you know, all got in the studio and said, "Let's just chop and screw liability," was such a yeah. cool thing to do. And YouTube actually has it where it's reversed. Yeah, and <laughs> you can in, normal where it's yeah. normal. And the chopped and screwed was honestly a big risk, but a really it good great. one. It sounds great. And they did. I mean, one of my favorite tracks on the album is is ties that bind, and they do a great job of like also the slowed and reverb version of that. So if you haven't checked that out, highly recommend that. But I guess maybe we should shift from honestly, never mind. Quick, uh, you know, those are some quick thoughts. I think we obviously both really liked it, but this is a very different album. So we got Drake and Twenty One Savage. You know, maybe we first talk about the promo leading up to this album. Like we heard about it 
sort of later on. I think it was it was released that they were going to do this, I think, a week before. It was like the Jimmy Cook's music video, which was released like a week before they were supposed to drop it, which was last week. And then there was like the producer got sick and they had to wait another week. So um, I think we've known about this for like two weeks, but they've been doing some promos for it. So they had the Vogue, like fake Vogue cover. Mm -hmm. And what we recently, I didn't like fully recognize this. They had a tiny desk promo, tiny NPR, tiny desk concert promo. And it looked super legit. Like they were about to release, you know, their collab tiny desk concert, apparently all fake, <laughs> all for the promo. And then that's the same thing with the Howard Stern spot that they apparently had. They, they answered some questions, but I think that was that was all just very like short just for the short promo. Facts. It wasn't a real it wasn't a real interview. So that was a great, honestly, job. Like, I, I don't know how you feel, but like that was just the fact that I, number one, thought it was real. And also I was really excited to hear that content. And I'm sad they're not fully doing it. But we got some good stuff out of the Howard Stern from some co wild comments from Drake on, yeah. on just his porn taste. And, you know, he was he was posting about that on Instagram. Nikki, you don't have it. But on his Instagram story, he had, like, hentai porn he was literally posting. Which I'm on Twitter. I see it. I see it. But that was wild. But that was, I guess, that was once the album dropped, so that was no longer promo. But, uh, you know, it was definitely in reference to that Howard Stern interview thing. I got to say, the thing with Drake... I don't necessarily know if I find Drake a funny guy. I, I think he's a little goofy, but I don't. I don't find him super funny. I do find Twenty One Savage, however, pretty funny. Yeah, I feel like funny. he's a very nonchalant kind of funny. Mm -hmm. um, I do think that Drake's actions that he do are are laughable, yes. um, for better or worse. But I've never found Drake to be a super funny guy. But I do appreciate his. I think he's a very creative guy, and I yeah. think the NPR. The Vogue magazine and Howard Stern were awesome ways to just say, like, you know, bring attention with these high class ways to, you know, when you're an artist, you know, Vogue is a big magazine. You know, he constantly rec uh, references throughout the album, and of course, his career about how, you know, just, call, you know, I, I can make a phone call and get you into Vogue, yeah. or, you know, you yeah. don't even know a guy who yeah. can get you into Vogue. Or don't or like, say that you're a model unless you're, you're, yeah, unless you're, unless yeah, you're in Vogue, Vogue right? <laughs> so he constantly references Vogue throughout his career. So we, we you know, we've seen that. Um, so I really liked his creative style here, and again, you know, I think these guys are two awesome uh, kind of pieces of talent here. And I think this is a great transition to the kind of the history mm -hmm. of Twenty One and uh, and Drake. And you know, this is the only podcast on the waves that is an analytical podcast yes, of Drake yes, and history yes, lesson of Drake. Exactly. Yes. So we we bring it all together. Yes, we bring it all together. Yes. That's our big differentiator in the marketplace, and Huge. that's really important. You know, Alex is doing his MBA at Penn, and, yeah, he, and we it's ran all, some regressions here. Yeah, you know, we have. Some you know ser serious analysis, some SWOT analysis, some exactly some serious also history um, as to like what this combination was before this album, and it starts with uh, sneaking. I think that was the first track. More together. life. We just dissed yeah. it. That, that was released as a single, right? Yeah, yeah. That yeah. and that and fake love were released together. Yes, yes. Which is a great track, and that was I think once that track was released, people were like, oh yeah, these two collab well together. That was a great collab. You know, Drake does, like, honestly, like, different different cadences, different types of rap style, but, like, kind of what I would maybe categorize as, like, you know, uh, rap that's generally, like, maybe, like, hood rap, like Rick Ross, 21 Savage, um, uh, Future. You know, Drake does so well with those, with those guys as, like, a collab, where sometimes you might think that he could only, you know, probably collab well with something that someone that's a little more emotional a little more melodic but he actually does such a good job with these like more like hood rappers you know rappers that really are not where he's from 
Um, also ties in very well because people forget Twenty One Savage is from yes, London. Yes, it's from London. So it ties in really well to the, mo- to, the to the more life <laughs> motif of the drill rap. Yes. Although I would say the Twenty One Savage is more that Atlanta, yeah. you know, kind of rap. So I think you know putting him in in the discussion with things like Gunna. Yeah, um, a yeah. little baby. I think Migos rip takeoff. Yeah, all um, takeoff. So yeah. I think you know, really going to that. But I think uh, the long story short is here of this is the sneak in. You know, we know that it's very dark, very aggressive, mm-hmm. um, very very uh, hood rap in that yeah. sense. And you know, I love it. It's one of my all time favorite Drake songs. I love the I love the beats. It's very eerie. Yeah. Um, makes you think like, am I being watched or something? Yeah. And then I think as we keep on going through the progression of Drake and Twenty One Savage, we see things like Knife Talk. It's not yeah. necessarily the next one. Yeah. But we see Knife Talk come up. Which on, is similar to Sneakin in the vibe, like di- obviously different song, but very similar vibe. Oppy outside. Yeah, exactly. Oppy outside. Jimmy Cooks. Of honestly, never mind. I think it's similar, but it's moving a little bit in a different direction. It's more of a her loss. Yeah. It fits better with her loss. Definitely more of her right? loss, like. In it's split in a way that I think Sneakin and Knife Talk aren't, where they're rapping back and forth. Uh, Jimmy Cooks is like Drake comes in first, and then there's a beat switch, and then there's also like a little bit more. Uh, it's just a little bit more melodic, a little bit less aggressive initially before that beat switch for Drake from the previous songs, and then Twenty One comes in just so smooth with that trend. They 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 pass it off to each other so well, but then it's like kind of Twenty One song after that. So it's not like they're going back and forth. So that's definitely a little bit different. Um, and that was a thing that was right before this album. And then they also did Mr. Right Now, which is very different. More like, uh, you know, definitely higher pitch from like just like more of like a fun sort of like summary song. Um, reminds me of like like an older Drake, like something that like, you know, like Bedrock or something like that type of like vibe, just fun summer vibe. But that, that song didn't take off as much because I think people prefer, you know, the the real, more aggressive 21 Savage Drake collaborations, which I think we, we get more so on her loss. Um, so having said that, should we jump into the album? Yeah, let's definitely do it. So this is, just want to make this very clear, this is 100% a Drake album featuring <laughs> 21 Savage. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we ran some analysis on the amount of time, and it feels like it's 75-25 Drake versus, yeah, versus yeah. 21 Savage talking. There's two features on this album, 21 Savage and then Travis Scott. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, I think there's some, there are a few standouts on this on this album. I think it's matter-of-factly and very much written in stone by historians that the best song on the album is Spin Bout You. Great. There's no doubt about it that that is the <laughs> yeah, best song. Yeah, fantastic um, song. I will take that to the grave. <laughs> it is incredible. Uh, I texted Alex. I said, Alex, I've listened to songs one through eight. I've only listened to one twice in a row. What was it? He responded immediately, Spin Bout You. I was yeah. like, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. You got it. It's uh, that it's, good. Yeah. Well, it's written down good. by historians. Yeah. So like, <laughs> it's, I, I remember I listened to that song and... No other song one through eight. I mean, I think I think on BS is another fantastic one. I do love Rich Flex. I do have to say, I love Rich. Yeah, Flex. it is, and we'll, we'll get into our tops. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But just the spin about you, just like the minute that beat came on, mm-hmm. and Twenty One Savage is in my ear, and then Drake has kind of the hook into his verse. Yeah, it just works really well. I it love. worked really well, yeah. uh, and I think Twenty One had some great lines in that too. And I think mm-hmm. Twenty One throughout this whole entire album has. Really, really good lines. So this was lyrically 
very, very good of an album yeah. uh, that kind of went into it. But with that saying, obviously, I think we know my number one. And obviously, the world agrees on that number one is yeah. the best song because it's factual. But what would you say is also <laughs> right yeah. up there? Yeah. So I agree. I agree with everything you said about Spin About You. That, that is my favorite off the 16-track album. But the other one that I loved, and this is especially, you know, this just came out. We have listened to it in excess of 50 times, though. So, <laughs> Easy. so we, we are now like, experts in this, but it did just come out. So, like, I'm sure my opinion will change in, in you know, a few weeks when maybe I, like, am listening to one song more than some others. But I do love, and I think this will stick, I guess it's Fuck Me by Drake, the the outro. I love that. I just think, like, it's it's a good combination of, like, his skills. It comes in with, like, the the more melodic, it very... Very similar to the outro part of March 14th, if you remember that song off Scorpion. And um, that's how it like intros. And then I think he just has like the chillest flow and some great bars. You know, I'm the first antisocial socialite. Love that bar. Um, just in that whole song. He also mentions the sit, like turn the six upside down. It's a nine now. He says that like he references that. We've, we've talked about that song in the past. Not necessarily our favorite song, but the fact that he like went back to views and and was able to like incorporate that in, in his outro here was was great. I just love the flow, love the bars. I thought that showcased a lot of his like talent. And it's definitely one that's like more um, chill, I guess. Something you listen to maybe like in your headphones by yourself or just like when you're chilling compared to some of the other songs on the track, which are like very much like get up and, and vibe and, and you know, just have fun. Yeah, and I think you mentioned something pretty critical there, guys, that uh, I think Drake in 21, specifically Drake, because it's a Drake podcast, we just, yeah, we, we yeah. talk about 21 when he's featured on, <laughs> on albums like this one. Uh, I think Drake went back to a lot of his roots here, specifically you mentioning March 14th mm -hmm. on uh, I Guess It's Fuck Me. Yeah. I totally agree. I feel like we definitely get that second half of March 14th, which is actually one of my favorite outros. I think it's a very underrated outro. Mm -hmm. um, but we also get very similar things when we look at other um, aspects of this. You know, I think when we think about, oh gosh, where's the song? Broke Boys. Um, I think when we think about that, I think it's a very fun, upbeat mm -hmm. song. Mm -hmm. But we also getting remnants of that scratchy synth from things like Summer 16, where he's bringing in yeah. underlining aspects of these different pieces. Um, Alex, I'm blanking on it, but there's another one that has remnants of Grease or oh, Currents. That, yeah, yeah. I think that you were saying Back Outside Boys. Yes, Back was, Outside Boys. Which, which, honestly, I like it. Like, I think... For the most part, all these tracks, like, I don't really have one that I would put definitely not below a 5 out of 10, but, like, so there's no, for sure no throwaways. I think just for me, preference-wise, I don't know if that's one of my favorite tracks on the album, but it does sound like something, you know, you mentioned Grease. I thought a lot about, like, Gunna, um, maybe even Cardi. I don't know. Like, it's, it's, it's a different flow. And he actually uses, like, quite a, like, Drake specifically, and so does 21, because I think 21 has just evolved heavily. From talking exclusively about like murder and death, yeah, um, and his like you know obviously that was a big part of his who he is and his upbringing, but he's kind of matured and started talking about like a wide variety of things and increased like his lyrical style, and I think we see that on this album. Uh, but I think Drake is obviously at a different level where he can experiment. You know, we know his lyricism, we know how he can like flow on anything, but like I feel like here he's like in a number of songs like testing new styles i think back outside boys one i think rich flex is one um i think i mean circo loco is maybe one treacherous twins um some of the other ones i think are more things that i've heard in the past from drake 
I mean, Middle of the Ocean is great song, but very much that's like Drake's classic like rap flow. That's something that we would get in like a care package. Like yeah, that reminds me yeah. of um, of oh my gosh, the, when when the Raptors won. Yeah, we got the, like yeah, uh, uh, diplomatic the, uh, uh, diplomatic immunity. Yes, yes, and very then much. The just one like, with Rick Ross, yes. Money in the Grave. Uh, Money yeah. in the Grave, exactly. Or or even uh, Lemon Pepper Freestyle. Like that's something that we would get on a standalone because the, he just he just wanted to go off. Like yeah. he just wanted to just like have a long ass song where he just raps. And I think you know. Again, going back to the lyrics of this album, they are top tier lyrics. They the flows, the rhymes, they are top tier, and they didn't disappoint. And I think coming in, you know, everyone thought I think in even even the promos and the marketing that this is going to be a fun collaboration. Like they're really having fun with this, yeah. and I agree, this is a very very fun album. But I think we can't overlook that things like What a Time to Be Alive was also coming in to be a really fun album. Yeah. Him and Future coming in. We're still expecting What a Time to Be Alive too. But mm. that was, again, supposed to be a really fun collaboration. And I think this is too. But What a Time to Be Alive was an instant classic. Yeah. And I think this is yeah. too. Now, it's now Alex and I were also talking about this before jumping on the podcast, which is a shame because we shouldn't even talk without recording <laughs> it because it's such a good conversation. But we said that... Back in 2015, back in 2011, 2015 obviously being What a Time to Be Alive, yeah. 2011 Take Care, um, 2013 for Nothing Was the nothing Same. Was the same. Yeah. Those were just such pivotal times in our lives. I mean, mm -hmm. 2011, eighth grade going into ninth grade. Uh, no, we, were, we were in ninth grade by that point. We were in ninth grade. Yeah, yeah, going yeah, into yeah, tenth grade. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. And then, and then, excuse me. Then, yeah, you're right. And then, sophomore year to junior, junior year, really with, uh, yeah. with uh, senior year too. With that. Yeah, beginning of senior year. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was that was a time. Wow. Yeah. So then, so we really got all these interesting, you know, experience at these points, and I just think that you know, it's this reminisce, re reminiscent part of it, and I think this has a lot to do with like movies, video games, TVs, everything just felt better when we were younger. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so I really hope that this is again, like we will reflect on this in kind of like eight years, six, five to eight years when we listen to it again, be like, oh my gosh, like Rich Flex was such a funny intro song, like the way that people are describing on the internet, the memes that are coming from it, like Broke Boys is going to be just like a jump man. Like, let's just think about it in that perspective. I think that this is potentially one of those albums where we could be like, oh my gosh, this was such a treat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely think you're going to be hearing this a lot. I think I've, I've started to hear it when I'm out already, which you know is like a good sign. But I think something like Broke Boys definitely feels more like sort of like the What a Time to Be Alive vibe. Um, something that you're going to hear a lot more in that mold. Circo Loco reminds me of, uh, in, in some ways, like way too sexy. Just like funny, uses a great sample. Um, I actually, I think I like this better. I, I really like, I really liked the sample. And even though like Drake, when he like says the line is like one more time, he, he like doesn't say it very well. Like you can say, doesn't sound like he's a good singer when he's doing it, but that like, it's kind of what we were talking about before. like. Drake isn't necessarily funny, but he's creative and he does these things that sometimes like you're initially like, like his dancing on Hotline Bling, you're like, that's not actually good dancing. But then you think about it and you're like, well, now everyone does that and it's like iconic. And I think like that was kind of akin to the singing that he's doing where it's like, it's not the best singing, but I kind of like, like that. It feels very raw and it's like part of this sort of funnier track, uh, but also where he's taking shots. Well, we discussed this, like maybe, maybe not. I think he is taking shots, and he knew, he knew what he was talking about with Megan the Stallion. Um, he takes a lot of shots on this album, like so many. It's like Megan, Kanye, thank God, I'm pro that, Adidas. 
And then also Serena Williams' husband, which is like pretty wild. So he has they like a, a lot fling, of shots. Yeah, the they, they had a fling. They had a serious fling. Trophies with mm-hmm. Maja Jordan is about. Um, and then also there's there's a few others that are about uh, Serena Williams. But, you know, to go after her husband, I don't know like what their beef is, but it's just wild. He owns Reddit, bro. Yeah, he owns Reddit. It's Alex Ohanian. Yeah, he's he's a big he's a big guy um, in many ways. A massive dude. Into, like, a but massive the, but physically. <laughs> yeah, but, physically yeah. very large. Yeah. Like, I don't know if Drake could take this guy in a fight. But... Just the fact that he called him out there and then just generally throughout the album is calling people out while like 21 is with him. And 21 Savage has like actually been in, you know, a lot of real shit. I think he's, he's totally like, he's been in that murder game. I think he's probably contributed. His label is called Slaughter Gang. Yeah, exactly. So like, he's no like, you know, novice to this whole thing. And the fact that Drake brought him in is just kind of wild that he would like have it. probably Drake felt more confident saying this stuff with 21 by his side. Um, but it is wild that like 21 is just there kind of like supporting uh, all these disses. Uh, but he actually does mention something in Rich Flex about Megan Thee Stallion as well. But that was that was kind of a wild uh, little tangent, but I think relevant to the album, something that happened on that on that song. But, you know, either way, fun song and and i think it's even though it's petty like i'm still gonna listen to that song like i'm definitely gonna listen to that song yeah i'm listening to all these tracks <laughs> constantly yeah like i think i think the ones right now we have genius up alex you need ad blocker it's unreal yeah uh shout yeah. out ad blocker it's a great add-on please get it for your chrome it, it wipes all this bs away uh <laughs> we're just like literally we're looking at genius we're just getting all these political ads and like taylor swift ads it's really yeah, funny it's not good. It's not good. um but yeah again the, the other tangent we're just we're, we're going on all of them but yeah i mean i think all of these objectively are very 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 good fun clean songs and we also need to talk about how much content drake is turning out right now like i don't know what happened in 2022 but this man snapped like typically he drops and goes on a hiatus for like two years maybe you will see him in one or two songs but he's been constantly in the mix with a ton of different pieces it's really kind of crazy to see and a ton of different flows and he's really just getting very eclectic with the style yeah i have a take on this i think uh well he's like 36 now so like you know he's he's older in like i guess the music terms he's not an athlete so in theory he could just go forever he's not like you know, really, you know, uh, you know uh, it's not it's not wearing him down physically. So, you know, it, he's it, he's older than he ever was, obviously, and his songs like throughout his career cater to a lot of emotions that you experience when you're young. And sometimes you're like Drake, you need to grow up. Um, but at the same time, I think now that he's older, he want he has no reason to wait to put out albums. So that just means he's just waiting to get older and older, which he doesn't want to do. Um, but also, I think. It's so clear on like this album to me, and honestly, also honestly, never mind that he's like such a refined artist. Like, he's been doing this since you know, obviously for a while, but like professionally. I mean, uh, so far gone was released like two thousand nine. He had mixtapes before that, but if you if you just use that date, this is like thirteen years now, and he's come a long way. I know he was like you know he was like twenty two around that time, and so. Just that level of experience, that amount of time, he's just like refined his craft so much that he's able to experiment with new styles. I don't think he delivers as many corny lines as he used to. Like old Drake used to say some corny shit, but he always he always had the best, like he was such a unique and great flow. Um, but now I think he's like removed some of the corn, as much corny shit. He still has like corny shit, but like 
it's a lot better, his bars, I think. And I just think he sounds so much crisper and confident and better just vocally than he ever has. And so why not put out content? And if you have so much range, you can put out more content than the rest of the competition. So I think he's in a in a good spot with that. And I think 2022, he's like 36, you know, he's he's ready to go. He can just fire off stuff. I don't think he sees a point in waiting. And I think he wants to like experiment generally. Yeah, I agree. I think I think that's all we kind of want from him. And he's kind of really defined this experimental collaboration album. Like, I think that we've obviously seen it throughout time where bands, rappers, they come together to create something awesome. But he continuously does it. Like, where he's so cool with just bringing someone on and putting his name with them. And we see it with the future. Um, mm-hmm. We see it with 21 now. And he's really kind of gone through with this collaboration album. And we also saw with, like, Gunna and Lil Baby. They, they're very, very close. Um, yeah. And that kind of... Uh, window, but I think you know he's kind of brought this on, and, and it's really been such a great um, kind of duo that he has with a lot of these different rappers. And again, I feel like he carried this album more so. I thought yeah, I sure. felt like with even with like what a time to be alive, it felt like it was a 60 40 Drake future split, but yeah. it really feels like that 75 25. You can really, really feel it. Yeah. And I don't know like why that necessarily is if this is more Drake's idea, or he had more content for it, and he just brought 21 on, or what it is. But, um, you know, he's just so cool with that. And I feel like yeah. that's a really great thing to yeah. have with Drake in the mainstream. For sure. I also think that, like, to the point, like, I don't think 21 has as much, much range and could make, could feature as heavily as Drake is on an album like this. Like, where there is, you know, 16 different tracks where they're trying to do different stuff on maybe each one. I don't think 21, you know, 21 is great. He has his own albums. But that's a very 21 album with when you're doing with Drake, it's going to be a more like creative, different album. Uh, maybe what a time to be alive. I think future even then, like, you know, he switched up his flows a lot there, too. And I think that's the expectation when you're on, on an album with Drake. And I don't think 21 could carry an album like this. I just don't think he could be 21 featuring Drake. And also, it's difficult to ever get on a track with Drake, even if that's the intention and have it be like featuring Drake. It's really you're the feature and Drake is the main headline. That's, that's, you know, every sound, every song sounds like Drake featuring Drake. Yeah. So like, it's tough, but I'm, I'm obviously as Drake fans, I think we're, we're very happy that that's the case here. I think he would have, you know, he, he kind of made it better for that reason. Um, I think it was, if it was 50, 50 would have been good, but I'm glad it wasn't. Yeah. I'm glad it was featuring 21 more so. And even like when we get 21 in a song besides when it's 3M on Glenwood, which is wild Drake allowed yeah, him on the I location know, time I series. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I don't even know where Glenwood is. I don't even care. I think Glenwood's in Georgia, maybe. I think that's Atlanta. I yeah. I, I mean, I don't even care because he should not be on the time and place yeah, location series. That is, that, I mean, that is, that yeah. is a... I want to say it's a sin, but I'm sure Drake allowed it. <laughs> yeah, you know, for sure Drake allowed it. Yeah. Can, 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 can we see where Glenwood is? Can we, can we, yeah, can we pull yeah, that up? Pull like, up? I'm sure we'll there's a billion Glenwoods, but like... Glenwood, like, let me just see Atlanta. Glenwood, Glenwood Atlanta, Atlanta yeah. See. Glenwood Park. Glenwood Park. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I guess that has yeah, that to be, it. be unless, it. Unless it's in fucking United Kingdom, which it could be. <laughs> you never know which one. Yeah, yeah. Know. He actually does do a little... Um, uh, like UK shout out to the Premier League um, where he like talks about the Gunners which is Arsenal so like yeah. he, he is talking about his, his UK roots which are wild just wild that he has UK roots but 
Also, he never talked about it until he was exposed. I, yeah. wonder, I wonder if he's, like, embarrassed <laughs> to not be American, where, like, Maybe. it's the complete opposite, where Drake is like, I <laughs> love Canada. Yeah, like, it's yeah. so interesting. So yeah. this is truly a, an, an international album. Yeah. And I something mean, to remember. I think also 21 grew up in, like, the hood of Atlanta, and maybe saying that you're from the UK, like... Makes like discredits you a bit, and I don't know in some way, but like maybe that was some nerve. Maybe he told them, who knows? They didn't tell the world until he got arrested by ICE, which is fucking wild. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, it took him being detained <laughs> yeah. to be like, okay, which all right, guys, insane. all right, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm actually British, <laughs> and, and British just seems like such a, like a docile one. Like it's not like he's like I don't know from anywhere else that so you'd be like, oh shit, that's like more ex- Britain is just like oh like why yeah, is this even an Europe. issue yeah. yeah yeah it's just wild it, yeah it's super interesting but back to the whole location thing I mean like I think I think the song's fine like it's definitely like not one of my favorite like I think like if we were to power rank this this is like definitely in the mm-hmm. bottom half unfortunately mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's like I just think like I don't know I don't I don't know why he had to get a time and location series and I, like I'm, I'm not I'm not actually upset about it I'm just like it's just a weird move you know what I think it's because and this is totally a hot take and like it could be it's just so wrong this is just maybe what it is just by the virtue of Drake being like yo 21 like you could have this time and place song if you like back me up with all these beefs I'm getting myself into <laughs> I agree but like I, I don't I mean guys mention you know throw it in the comments we always think I don't think the beef is that serious. Like, I think, like, he called, like, Ice Spice a 10, but a bad rapper. Like, that's funny. Mm, mm. She responded, and she's like, you know, as long as I'm a 10, like, we're cool. <laughs> um, I think I think it was misunderstood with the Megan The Stallion one, which was, you know, uh, she got she's getting shots, which was, you know, taken that Tory Lanez legitimately shot her in 2020. But, of course, Lil Yachty somehow worked on this album, <laughs> somehow <laughs> clarified this for everyone. <laughs> Um, it has to do with you know either BBLs or lip injections, not like physically being shot in the leg. So I think Maybe. you know I, I don't know. Right. I think that Drake, he might not be funny, but he's certainly he's certainly smart enough to know that like the lines that he's putting together might be misconstrued that way. I think that it could be that, but I think he was still well aware that this is might happen. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I hear you 100%, and guys, please comment down below what y'all think, but, like, I think that, you know, getting shots, um, you know, to me sounds like, you know, as someone's saying, oh, they're getting shots, like, they're one, they're physically going to the bar and getting shots, <laughs> um, is the only thing that I'm thinking about. I guess, obviously, with Megan Thee Stallion, maybe I'll think about, like, you know, uh, like, BBL like yeah, like yeah. maybe and, and like body positivity and think, being natural. Yeah, but was, I would never think getting shots means uh, getting shot means you're obviously getting gunshots. But getting shots does not imply to me um, that I'm also not a scholar in the English language. But to me, <laughs> that doesn't mean that I'm getting shot by bullets. It means like I'm getting something else. Yeah, and I think that I'm glad that we did get. Uh, an English scholar in, in Lil Yachty to yeah, let us know yeah, yeah, what's yeah, actually yeah. going on or here. preeminent. <laughs> I mean, if I mean, you know, he's taking the walk to Poland, which is actually actually I had to Google this. I was like, that is the most random thing ever. Apparently, like walk is like walking slush, obviously like lean, but Poland, not the country, Poland spring. Oh. So he's putting it in the water bottle. Wow. I know. Wow. I know. Really? Yes. But the cover art for that song, I think, is just a map of Poland. Yeah, because he's creative. <laughs> wow. And, and, and he's too 
two-dimensional, unlike Drake. See, <laughs> yeah, he he's two-dimensional, two and Drake is one-dimensional like, yeah. getting shots here, I swear. <laughs> or maybe he's definitely not three-dimensional. I can see getting shots, like physically, like tequila shots or, you know, injections, but definitely not getting mm. shot. So let's, no pun intended, let's nip this in the bud. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I think I said what I said. I, I, I feel like Drake. Drake knows what he's doing, but well, you know, I think he's a genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're all genius looking it up, and, and that's what Yoli Yachty had to say. So maybe yeah. genius is right. But we'll, <laughs> we'll 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 see. I don't know. Twitter obviously thinks everything. So um, yeah, Twitter Twitter was honestly. So I don't think I saw many bad reactions from no. Twitter. Twitter is like the best place to go for this, and typically there's yeah. a ton of haters. Yeah, but I got mostly at least Good on my reactions. Twitter feed, and it's I feel like my Twitter feed is actually weirdly anti Drake for the people I follow. Obviously, we're big Drake stands, but weirdly the people I follow yeah. typically are, are, are very hard on Drake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like it was all like people being like, "I'm going crazy over this. My like my ears can't handle this. Like yeah. this is." nuts so i think the overwhelming reaction to this album was very positive mm -hmm. where on the other hand when we got Obviously, honestly never mind yeah. we i feel like i was going to battle for that album. Yeah, like i yeah. was like no like give it another chance yeah, like exactly. it's actually really good yeah. but for this i feel like i don't even need to give my piece yeah people well, just get yeah. it because this is more like one is more of a rap album which is like kind of like what people were expecting what people want and i also think honestly never mind because it was like a dance album a house album um, it lowered maybe people's expectations or just made it so that people might think that like, okay, anything could happen on this album and we might not get this just more rap side of Drake and 21. But that wasn't really the case. And I think when that came out, also it just sounds good. So, I mean, that's really the real reason. But I do think like people's palettes were a little bit different after Honestly Nevermind and they're more willing to be accepting of like something that they were like wanting to hear from Drake as opposed to just being like unnecessarily critical, which they usually do. But I, but to your point, I actually think having like a Twitter feed that has more anti-Drake stuff at being such a pro-Drake guy is good. I agree. To, to just see the different opinion, but also like, I like gauging how, okay, am I really just like fucking on this bandwagon thinking that like this song is good when it's not and I should get that opinion? Or like, do I have, cause I do trust my opinion on the music, but like it is good to see like, okay, maybe this song is like not great when you hear such bad reaction. But it's also good to hear like where your music tastes differ and how you could actually be like, no, I think you're hearing this wrong. You're just like kind of a hater. So I think it's good to have that. And, and I think this album actually got so much positive pu publicity because of how honestly funny some of these lines are. Like I'm just on Twitter right now, just going through my likes and my DMs yeah. with Alex. And I mean, one of the greatest lines on this album <laughs> is by 21 Savage says, I don't show ID at the club because they because they just know that I'm 21. Yeah. Like, that's such that's a, a genius. Like, that's so stupid, but <laughs> so good. Like, the play on words is so good. And I think people, like, just really, really appreciated that. Yes. Um, and and honestly, like, Twitter was just in a very positive light with this. Whereas, I think with the house music, with... Uh, Honestly, never mind. It was all very much like, bro, what are you doing? Like, just yeah. give us rap. Like, we don't want to. Like, it's almost like keep the experimental BS to yourself. Yeah. Like, we want Drake. And I think, like, not to be like pretentious here, but like, I think he likes to think outside the box. And I really sure, appreciate that. Sure. And I think people just want what they want. Yeah. Which is. Yeah. We talked about this before, yeah. kind of with like CLB a little bit, where I think CLB is an album where he gave people what they want. I think like and it all, wasn't enough yeah it wasn't enough exactly but like that was a very Drake album more like a classic sort of like mix of all the things that he does and just sort of like a classic Drake type of project 
but he's always been experimental. I think people have, you know, a lot of different people because he stretches such a wide audience. You're going to get a huge chunk of people that are just like, keep doing what you do or just like, I'm going to like only like things in private and not in public because it's fun to be a hater or things like that. Um, but at the same time, there's a huge group of people like I think us, like seeing these collab albums, would love to see a Rick Ross album, would love to see a weekend album where I want to see him stay in one specific lane that's different. I think that's what Honestly Nevermind was. Also, people for that album were assessing it through a rap lens, which was just like completely wrong. That should have been assessed through just like a music general like. And I think the summer was the perfect time to release it because I think when people do get out of that like in their room listening to the first time and they're kind of just hating on it and get out into the sun and start like walking around you're like oh shit this actually is perfect for right now you're having a little drink or you're just like outside walking or you're going for a run but you're just like in the sun honestly never mind great album for that Sipping a nice Aperol spritz in Washington <laughs> exactly. Square Park, listening to Honestly Never Mind. Like, you wouldn't get it. You wouldn't get it. That's what and, Alex is saying here. And, and wait, wait, on that point, what's the Rich Flex meme where, like, uh, now there's, which I didn't fully see when I first listened. I agree. I'm with Alex on yeah, this. Yeah, I didn't fully, like, put this together, but now it's all over the place. So now it's kind of, like, just in our minds. But, like, uh, and this is kind of, I think, Drake asking 21 to, like, literally, like, be by his side. But he's like, 21, can you do something for me? Can you hit that little rich flex for me? So, like, that line, the way he's saying it, has now been taken to a meme of, like, sort of, like, a feminine Drake with, like, the long nails and the classic. It's just, it's, it's a funny meme. But when I first heard that, that never came into my mind. But clearly it did for other people. And now it's everywhere. And it is pretty hilarious. But that's, that's actually a switch up in, like, flow that I really liked. I love that little, like... I love the way that sounds when he says that. Yeah, it was it was very much like a call to twenty one, like, you ready? Yeah. Like we doing exactly. this. It was almost like it was almost like a pep talk. Yeah. But again, like I think really funny the internet took it this way to be this kind of feminine yeah. femboy yeah. experiment. Yeah, and then and then and then twenty one with his like ad libs like twenty one, twenty one. It's like, <laughs> yeah. okay, yeah, twenty one. <laughs> it's so good. Versus hold up, uh Jamie, can you pull it up? That was uh uh, Joe Rogan reference for our listeners there. <laughs> if we can pull up, uh, I think it's Broke Boys, the ad libs on Broke Boys. Yes. Um, uh, uh, I, like let me, this, back in, back in. No, 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 no. I think it's, uh, yeah, no, go up right here, right here. Go down a little bit. It's like, he's really trying with these ad libs. So 21's talking about, I got more stripes than Adidas. And then Drake's ad lib is, yeah, I got the stripes, but fuck Adidas. Yeah. It's so funny. Like, like I think this is definitely like a joke. Like, like I, I don't know. And then he goes, host screaming like I'm Justin Bieber. Like, these yeah, are really yeah. funny ad libs. Yeah. Um, where in, you, we know that 21 is known for just saying 21, 21, 21, like a million, million times. Yeah. Um, but I really appreciate it. And I actually smiled the first time I heard these ad because I, I was like Drake what are you doing because he's also like whispering into the mic yeah, and he's trying yeah. to be like he's trying to be like all tough yeah. and he's like he's like he's like 21's like yeah like Adidas and Drake's like wait a minute fuck Adidas yeah, but yeah. actually and then they just go right back into it and I think it's like this really kind of goofy back and forth and I hope I, again we might have to look this up too I don't think there's any music videos out yet but I can't wait there, there, there is an SNL musical performance for On BS that happened uh, last night so there, that's not a music video but I'm, there will definitely be music last night videos. as in Saturday yeah. November 5th my mom's birthday exactly so like you know Shout out to your mom, and 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 that was the she's an avid listener. That was the birthday present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which actually, when I listened to, could totally be wrong. I wasn't sure if it was like a lip singing performance. It sounds so crisp. I was like, 
is this real? But it probably, it probably is. I don't know. But that you know, just putting that out there. Maybe if you know, put it in the comments of our SoundCloud post. <laughs> yeah, we're also premium SoundCloud members, yeah, so we can read exactly. them all and actually comment. <laughs> exactly. And this is also on Apple Podcasts, of course. But I don't know if you can comment on that. So just do it on SoundCloud. <laughs> yeah, but I think this is just again, like I, I think it's going to be very much like a fun kind of light-hearted music videos kind of like we saw with like way too sexy yeah and i'm very excited for that because i think drake and drake i think does great music videos yeah drake, drake music videos great, and yeah. i'm sure director x is going to be involved yeah and they always do such a great job just like breaking it down lyrically and then showing that and telling a story with that even with um with uh with drake and future like life is good Yep. Working at McDonald's, yeah. doing all these great, you know great blue collar, low end yep. jobs, and just showing that great is memes really come great. Out of these too, yeah, like exactly. Gifts, so like again, stuff. I'm really excited for it because I think this is a really fun album. But going back to the initial first take on this Drake album featuring Twenty One Savage, <laughs> is that it is a fun album. But let's push that aside and let's actually critique it for what it is. There are some absolutely legendary songs on here that I think we're going to be listening to for years. Coming, and I think we're gonna look down the road. Quote me five years from now, so November sixth, twenty twenty seven. We are gonna be saying, "Oh my gosh, spin about you." Hours in silence, Circle Loco, Pussy and Millions, Broke Boys, yeah, Middle of the Ocean, all on BS, all certified bangers, and we'll have these on repeat. Yeah, and we'll probably know all the words too because we're gonna yeah. just be listening. Yeah. And amazingly, November sixth. 2027 is also going to be episode 16 release date. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. You know, we have these hiatuses in between. That's going to be a long one. We mark your calendars. It. Yeah, mark it early. 2027, <laughs> November 6th, the great reveal of episode 16. We'll have five years of content for you guys and still do it in 43 minutes. <laughs> okay, actually on that, just like because you, you know, really spoke this up, What I want to hear, I guess, two things. Top four songs. Yep. Um, I would love in order, yeah. but if you feel like that's too hard, you can nah, just can go at it. Okay, and then full on rating of the album. Yeah. Time. Oh, that's that's gonna be tough. Yeah. So yeah. before I even get into that, I just want to mention because I'm seeing now we have the genius up that Travis Scott is on this, and they pulled again two features. Twenty One Savage, he's <laughs> featured throughout the album, and Travis Scott. And I thought <laughs> and I thought that Travis only on one song for a minute thirty. I thought Travis Scott's feature was really good. Yeah, yeah. It was good. I thought he was, was pulled good. in and he didn't do some weird no, shit. No, no. He was really I good. Agree. He pulled up, he whipped out yeah, the arsenal, and he just went on it. I agree. And I thought it was really, really fun. I, I, um, I agree. I agree. So, I think it's better than his CLB feature, which I think he honestly ruins that song. Yeah. Um, fuck, I love that song. Uh, uh, blanking on the name, but the one with the one. Okay, let me, let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. Um, it's um, like Fair, Fair Trade. Trade. Yeah. Fair Trade. Fair Trade is a great song, but I think it's a great song because of Drake's part. Yeah. And then I think 20. And then, sorry, not 21. Travis comes in. Not as good. That's my opinion. So was actually a little bit wary when I saw Travis on this, but that was a good song for him to be on, and I really like that song. I really like Pussy and Millions. I think it's a great one. I like like I just I, I like Drake's flow on that too. Mm -hmm. I think we we've talked about a lot how he experiments, how he's changing his flow. But one thing, and you'd mentioned it that he's done a lot now, and it's like a whole new part of Drake's like uh, style is like the ad libs. I mean, Migos shout out again and rip take off but big like rip. they they kind of brought that to the forefront and that's a very big atlanta thing you see 21 do it but like drake does that now like all the time he like always has these little like kind of like ad libs or like kind of will like whisper into the mic after he says something that's like very common now so that that's now sort of a staple in his arsenal and uh 
And, you know, that's sort of, I love it. I think it's great. And I'm glad that that's sort of expected at this point. Yeah. And then thinking again, remember, like, it, it's kind of gone from this hard 21 and Drake to this kind of, like, petty, very mainstream, mm-hmm. talking about, you know, still the women and stuff. But there's, like, really no mention of, like, violence. In yeah, this. It's yeah, all it's kind not... of just internet violence, if you will. Yeah, like, yeah. just taking shots. Again, taking shots, not bullet shots, but taking shots <laughs> at people. Um, and I think that's and I think that's you know really fun progression to see, and I think that just goes back to if we're to critique this or contextualize a little bit further, this is what happens when you work with Drake. You yeah. inevitably just get softer, and I think yeah. that's really great. Yeah, I think you know so he just true. brings out that soft that's side so in true. you. That's so true. I mean, if we remember Twenty One Savage, you know he was all about like knives. Like even his first albums were like just like basically just like yeah. blood yeah. and like yeah. weapons on an album cover, and yeah. now it's like. Now it's just a woman. Now it's just a woman with great teeth <laughs> and great lashes um, and a great purple background. Yeah. I really love the colors on yeah, this album. No, no, I'm not even I, kidding. I, I, I love I like it. it. Like it's, I actually it works like really the well. album cover. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. It, it, it kind of reminds me like – I mean it's definitely like a Polaroid vibe. Yeah. But it's like – it's almost like a mixture between it, like – you know, you're, it's it's like a mug shot but also just like an extreme close-up for well, no reason. It also reminds me a bit of uh, – what is the Childish Gambino album? Yes. That cover. Yes. Um, whatever I forget that album's called, but that's like a like a more trippy version. Uh, let me see what is this? Redbone, right? That, yeah. that Whatever that was on. Yeah, it's very like that's a much different, more artistic, but like kind of close up woman's face, cool background colors, like different version. But I found I found a lot of similarities there. Yeah, definitely a, uh, an interesting trend right now. We now have back to back where women are on his. Yes. Album cover. Yes. Um, I think that's very interesting. We saw that Kanye kind of revolutionized that a little bit with uh, with uh, the uh, life of Pablo. Uh, where no, 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 before that. Even uh, before that. Um, uh, my beautiful dark twisted fan. Yes, but, correct. Yeah, Great but, call out. But, yeah. but there, but there's been. I think. I, I, I that sounds like something, but that was more like cartoon. Like I feel like same with Drake's, honestly, because CLB was like emojis. Yeah. So this is like the first one where it's actually like a person, and and the first one where it's a picture of a person that I think isn't him. Like the emojis don't really count because that's not really a yes. person. Um, yeah, Drake so usually has some relative him. or himself in yeah, it. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, the realm of more life, it's right? His, his dad, father, yeah. yeah. Right, and that's that. a playlist. So yeah, that, that and then it went to the honestly, the emojis was very interesting. But then you know, nine months later, we get the honestly never mind, and that was kind of alluding yeah. to that. Yeah. Um. So I thought that was very cool. But but back, back again, we we digress. But I think yeah. it's a great yeah. digression. Yeah. yeah, it is. Um. It is, it is. But anyways, back to my top, top favorite four, songs. Top four songs, yeah. and then rank of the album, and then I'll I'll kind of give mine. And- yeah, so I think number one is Spin About You. Okay. Um, I think the best transition on the album or the best song to song is Spin About You into yeah. Hours in Silence. Yeah. So I'm going to have to okay. do those one and two because then playing together play really, really well. Then I'm going to go on BS as my third. And then I'm going to go – this is where it gets a little harder for yeah. me. So it gets yeah. a little harder for me. Uh, Middle of the Ocean is quite good at a four spot. Um you also like Jumbotron. Right? I do like Jum- Jumbotron. That is good, but I don't know if it's a top five no, for fair. me. It's for top four. Yeah, top four, even more so. Um, you know, I think I might do a little wild card because I've been talking about it a lot. I th- I think Broke Boys is going to be up there for a while, and I'm saying that. It's not my favorite right now, but I think in the long term it's going to be one of my favorites, mm. so I'll put it at the number four spot. Okay, that's nice. And then as a, as a whole for the album, out of okay, time, what yeah. do you give it? Um, 
So I think I, I wish we had our ratings. We need Andrew, yeah, our intern, to get on this and, and give us the Excel spreadsheet of our ratings. Out there. I know. <laughs> yeah, shout out, shout out the U.S. military. Yeah, shout out to the Andrews. Um, but you know, I think I really, really like this album. I really do think it has the potential to be up there with "What a Time to Be Alive." I don't think it is as good as "What a Time to Be Alive." I think again, it's going back to our initial conversation, the reminiscent, the nostalgia part of those albums. Like when I hear, like we were playing Digital Dash, when I heard that intro to Digital. Dash has come on and just like it was a wave mm. of just nostalgia hit me and obviously I don't have that right now but the first listen was something I'll never get back on this album that's a really good sign so I'm gonna put this below what a time to be alive um, but well above honestly never mind certified lover boy I'm gonna give this maybe like a 8-2 okay that's a great yeah. one that's a great rating um, yeah I uh, so I guess I'll just go right into it and do yeah. my top four. Yeah. So my number one, Spin About You, I think we, we talked about how that's kind of already written in stone for, I think, everyone out there. So listeners, I know that that's your number one as well. And then my number two is, is I guess it's Fuck Me, and I mentioned uh-huh. that before. Love that. I gave my reasons, but I think it's a great outro. This again, I think my number three is Rich Flex. I love Rich Flex. And then number four... Number four is tough, so I'll just give some like a little bit of my thought process, but then I think I have one that I'll pick. Um, so again, I think it's for me, it's a little bit of a toss up between Circo Loco, Hours in Silence, and then Major Distribution. I think, I think Hours in Silence is going to be my, my number four. It's a great followed choice. by Major Distribution, followed by Circo Loco um, is like kind of how I'm thinking. Although that I could easily see those changing because I really like on BS. I like Treacherous Twins. I really like Pussy and Millions. Broke Boys is great. Middle of the Ocean. Middle of the Ocean for me, great Drake rap song. But one of the reasons I don't put it up there is because it's not so different from a lot of things that I've heard. It's a classic Drake flow. And I think the ones that I labeled are different. Like, Spin You has like a lot going on there and I love it. Has everything in, everything, a, in everything. a great Drake. If you can think of the yeah. things that make a great Drake song, yeah. one, it's a Drake rap. Yeah, and it's a Drake melody. And a Drake melody. Um, a slowish beat, a mm-hmm. very great, you know, melodic beat. Yeah. And then him singing. Yeah. You have to have R&B Drake yeah. on yeah. rap Drake yeah. tracks. Yeah, yeah, And so, like, It's a I, formula, guys. It it's is. A formula. It's a formula. It is a formula. It is a formula. And I don't even know if Drake knows that. I don't <laughs> think he knows that because he always changes it. Just give us what we want. I, Drake, if you're listening, because I know you are. One of the top Drake podcasts out there, yeah, historical seriously. and analytical podcasts, <laughs> only ones in the marketplace. It's a formula, bro. Yes. You have a good feature, okay? That's fine. You don't even need a feature. It's you have a great rap and you have R and B Drake on there, yeah. and it works so so yeah. well, and it has to be catchy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you know my favorite Drake song, Club Paradise. That's what it is. Yeah. it's those yeah. two. Just oh combined. my gosh. Yeah, and also oh you know Drake, gosh. we know you're doing promos out there with Howard Stern show, whatever. You know, next album promo here. We'll gladly have you. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. You do have to pay us though. We're <laughs> yeah. big. We're big. You do have to pay us. We have a fee. All right. And then overall, so I gave my top four. I think overall, I really, I think I like really like the eight two rating. Um, you know, I'm gonna maybe go eight three. Okay, good. So we're locked in. Then. We're, we're, we're thinking the same. We're and we didn't in. do this before. I no, swear, we did, not. We did not do this off the cuff. This is our first ratings. I haven't even like. You know, I usually think about giving a ten on a ten out of ten scale, um, and this is really the first time I like thought about it. So, like to be put on the spot, I think that's a both of us gave a very good rating, and I think we'll be happy with that. Again, 
you know, this just came out. We've listened to it a lot, and I think music grows, but I think that'll be a solid rating that'll, that'll stick with us. That might have to go on the, the Twitter feed, you know, yeah. like record oh. this in history. Yeah, I think so, so too. I, th- to... I think we have to give a rating on the Twitter feed, yeah, too. Yeah, I think we do. Shout out the Twitter, at LHAV Podcast. Yes, very Twitter, simple. And on Instagram, yeah. Yep. yeah. Also, one thing, viewers, I don't know if you're keeping up here, but Alex notoriously picks first and last songs in the album as his favorites. Mm, yeah, um, so yeah. no surprise here that yeah. the first and last are in the top uh, yeah, two. Yeah. And I also do agree that Drake's first and last song statistically, yes. again, we're a statistical yeah, analytical we've, we've podcast. We've run the numbers. They are statistically the better songs. Yes. If we were to do a snake draft of yeah. best songs. Yeah, they're coming. I mean, you know, intros for sure. Probably four intros of the top sure. 10 songs would be either a first yeah, or a last yeah, song in the yeah, album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the intros, for sure, I think that's, like, his... And then the outros, there's been some outros that have, like, not been... At, like, we mentioned, like, we were previously talking again, we should just keep recording, but this was outside of the context of the podcast. We said, we're talking about Views. I think Views, which is the last song on Views, is not a great Correct. outro. That's but like, also very factual. The, the intro on Views, Keep the Family Close, is, like, one of a legendary song. Electrifying. <laughs> Unbelievable song. And, like, basically you can run through all the intros, and I think... Regardless of like the, actually, honestly, never mind. The intro song is not even really an intro; it's just called intro, and I think it's and just it's like, insane. Yeah, the it's saxophone. Good. It's just oh saxophone. It's not really so him, good. but it's like great. It's great. Um, but then it goes into falling back, which mm-hmm. initially I remember when I first heard was was one that I was like, I don't, I still don't really love when Drake goes so high on that, but I do love, I do really like falling back. So, but, but you know, the intros just consistently are just amazing from him. So yeah, no surprise there. Uh, no yeah, surprise. and I think I think just while we're on the topic, I think just running through some top intros that we have. I mean, I think Tuscan yeah. Leather is obviously oh, insane. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, I think um, uh, uh, Over My Dead Body is yeah, probably Jesus. the best intro could, could out be. there. Yeah, Tuscan Leather's up there. Is close. very good. Um, also, Lust for Life off Sofa Gone. Just yes. Like, da, 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 da. It's, again, it's, it's, a, it's a great intro. And then from the outro perspective, I think More Life wins it. I think the best outro of any album has to be uh, Do Not Disturb. Yeah. Um, well, I, also, The Ride is a great one. The Ride. Oh, that's such yeah. a good one. So, no, 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 he just says, Take care at the end. You know, like, yeah. That's just, oh, like, I mean, my freshman and senior will only get meaner. Or, no, 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 junior and senior will only get meaner. Take care. Yeah. No, no. You know, I, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think I think The Ride is a fantastic one. That's a great kind of choice there. But I think Do Not Disturb yeah, is yeah. a little more I, nostalgic I think, for I think, me. I think for sure. I, I see. That's, a, that's an all timer. Digital Dash, I mean, is a no-brainer there. Legend, no-brainer there is one of the yeah, greatest the intros, Drake songs. Yeah. Um, also, like, it's really a shame, but if Jungle was a last track instead oh. of 6 p.m. in New York, that would be honestly one of yeah. the greatest outros yeah, of, of all, all time, time too. Yeah, yeah. Which, it, it, honestly, I, I don't remember if 6 p.m. in New York, I think it was released on the album, but it could have it also been... been deluxe. It, it, yeah, well, no, it could have been a single because uh, because the no, time and place here it, it wasn't it was a single. single. Okay, yeah, because that whole thing dropped like surprise at once. Yeah, and then all me another great outro with two all chains. Me, and, yeah, and all me is another great. That's another yeah. great one. So, but does but doesn't have I, before we you know kind of finish this topic. It doesn't have that outro vibe. All no, it, it kind of has it has a middle of the album vibe. exactly. Yeah. He kind of threw it in there at the end. I think I guess to get people hyped. But yeah, it certainly isn't one that like 
feels like you're winding down. It feels like you're getting amped up. But the song before it, Come, Come Through, through would be so a great outro because yeah. it's like you just listen to my album, so Come Through. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I just got everything on my chest, yeah. Come Through. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, wow. that's so true. We got to hit up Yeah, we got to hit up 40. Drake. <laughs> it's Drake. We do. Because I was everyone. also, I, I do have to say, I was also thinking, like, what a time to be alive. I think Big Rings is number two. I think Big Rings and Digital Dash could have switched, and it would have made a lot of sense to have Big Rings as the intro to that type of album. Yep. Um, but you know, or you know, honestly, I think Big Rings probably makes sense because it's very much like, yo, you know, this is my team, Big Rings. But you could do Jumpman too. There was a lot of things I think in that album that kind of got number one. But I think Digital Dash is a good one. But yeah, for sure, Drake just kills it with the intro. I also think that you know, and, and we'll kind of see how the flow goes with her loss. We obviously think that that Spin About You and Hours in Silence, the flow is perfect between those two songs. I think it's really good. But I think that honestly, the flow between some of these songs on the collab albums are a little bit off compared to when it's just a pure Drake album. Um, like, for example, going from Digital Dash to Big Rings to Live from the Gutters, then to Diamonds Dancing. I mean, those are three heavy hitters. Like, those are three really amped. Then Diamond Dancing is a little bit slower. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you, then you have, you know, then a few slow songs, and then just picks up, and then you end with one of the greatest Drake songs of all time, 30, 30 for 30 Freestyle, which in my opinion is amazing. Another outro that we overlooked. But, mm -hmm. you know, I think when you get the normal people in the room album. and you yeah. have not a collab album with 21 or future the flow in the in the order of the album makes a little bit more yeah, sense yeah yeah for sure because it's like more cohesive. and the transition's a little bit more too yeah yeah for sure yeah, but, it's a little more cohesive yeah exactly. yeah exactly well said well, well said. either way though great great album um you know i think maybe that that kind of brings our thoughts to to somewhat of a close but we're, we're very glad that we were able to you know provide you with a review of this given that we didn't talk about honestly never mind but we did a little bit here, so I think we gave you that content that, that you really did need. Uh, but yeah, you know, eight, eight, two, and eight, three. Yeah. Out of ten, pretty good. If you haven't listened to the album yet, sorry for the spoilers, but you should have. And uh, put it on like right after this. Like I don't know what you're waiting for. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, appreciate you guys listening. I guess we'll see you next time in 2027. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be a long. It's gonna be a crazy five years. But just know that we're taking notes on the content, and it's gonna be great. All right. You wanna right. You wanna say hell? Just let me know what you into. If you out in public and he wants your number, just tell him my nigga spin you. The way you make me feel these days. Some getting dry for your baby girl. Smoke a nigga tar for your baby girl. Burn somebody block for your dog. You make me feel these days. Coming out my body for your baby girl. Wipe them like you snotty for your baby girl.